This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You know, after the last couple of podcasts where we ripped into the FBI, I really thought I wouldn't still be here, but I am. However, if you hear me get dragged away in the middle of this broadcast, somebody call my lawyer and tell him, Tell him to go, to go pick me up. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. So I'm excited to have today the Patriot Sisters, or really the one of the Patriot Sisters, Patriot Sister. We'll get the whole backstory here uh, in just a minute. Christiana uh, joins me. Christiana, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate it. No, this is going to be a lot of fun. And you are half of the Patriot Sisters. And explain to everybody what the Patriot Sisters is or how you and your sister, your younger sister, right? You guys formed this together? Yeah, it's my younger sister. So let's go back to 2020, everybody's most favorite year. Let's do it, yeah. I go back to it all. Um, and we were posting on our personal social media separately, just kind of calling out all the bull crap that was happening. That was a lot of it. Right. And specifically, so we're Christians. We're super proud and outspoken about that. And we really felt like the church was very much asleep in 2020. So we started just making our own little videos. And then we said, what are we doing? Let's go in on this together. Bigger, you know, sisters united. Let's do it. And kind of the Patriot Sisters was born to kind of calls the church to rise up, stand tall and fight back with truth. And here we are two years later. What do you, that's great. I mean, it's a great story. And I love that you guys did it together. And you're right. When you have two separate accounts battling it out, you might as well just bring it together. And, you know, you you have more content, double the the minds behind it. It's going to be more successful. Explain what you meant by during 2020 and the the pandemic, the church was asleep in your opinion. So I think 2020 was the prime moment in history for the church to really just speak up and speak out. I mean, we have the the, people say we have the separation of church and state. And a lot of people think that's to keep the government out of the church, which that's exactly what it is. But people like to say it's to keep the church out of the government, which is the complete opposite. You know, so we were the government's not supposed to have the little nitty dirty little hands inside the church. And yet we let them. We saw major pastors, my own pastor, shut the doors because they were terrified. When in reality, that was the church's and the Christian's prime moment to say, no, hold up. There is there is something greater than than COVID. And there's, yes, we can do whatever, but we know where's the faith at? And that within BLM and just the brainwashing, um, we said we can't have this, our friends and family and peers falling to the mob because they were, and they were falling very quickly. That's fantastic. How old were you guys when you started this account? So we were about 20, 20 years old, 20, around okay. and 18, somewhere right. around there. So 20-year-old girl, 18-year-old girl from Florida decide, hey, the church, the church is asleep during COVID. We need to rise up and remind everybody that, no, we are the ultimate authority, not the government. That's, exactly. really, that's amazing. And so you started the Instagram account. I know you have a, like a store and some merchandise and you've been doing videos and you've gotten really involved with uh, TPUSA. I know you guys are both part of that organization, which is phenomenal. That's a great group. Yeah, it's funny. We went to our first Turning Point event in 2018, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've never even told anybody this. We actually left early because we were like, we hate politics. We don't <laughs> like this. And we left. 
fast forward. Now we're ambassadors for them. We love them, but oh. it's crazy. Hold on. I'm calling Charlie Kirk right now. Did you know your ambassadors left early from the TVUSA event? What do you think? That's hilarious. That's a, that's a hilarious story. We w- I went to my first TVUSA event in Tampa uh, just like, you know, two months ago. I, th- I know you guys were there. And we were invited to broadcast. We were invited to take part in the event. I'd never been to one. I was blown away with the amount of people there, young people, Generation Z, who were Christian, who were conservative, who were idealist, who were not scared at all, who were very well dressed, I always point out, too. That's definitely something that the conservatives have going for them. And it was it was amazing to see. It was really exciting to see a movement of young people like that who seem to have their heads screwed on the right way, because normally we just see young people that don't. No, exactly. And every time we go, it's so encouraging because a lot of times I'm 23 now and um, Izzy's 21, but it's crazy to look and you feel so alone a lot of the times. Like we're just behind our screens sharing a conservative post or we make videos, but I still feel alone. So going to those events, I'm like, praise God, we're not going to, we're not as screwed (laughs) as I think we are. (laughs) There's not this hope. Oh, that is true. It is. It is good to know that because being a conservative, uh, being a conservative, you do feel like you're on an island. All your, not only on an island alone, but being attacked and there's no one there to help you. And one thing that you did on your Instagram account, which I don't know if people realize this. There may be people that don't realize this happens. You have your Instagram account and then in your bio, you list your backup account. We do. And the backup account is something that is uniquely conservative. It is a conservative phenomenon because you will only see conservatives uh, that have backup accounts listed because only conservatives have their main accounts demonetized, canceled, deleted, banned because of their beliefs. Uh, you'll never go to some leftist, you know, socialist, you know, Instagram or TikTok or ever. They'll never have to worry about their accounts getting banned and they never have a backup. Have you had trouble with that in the past? Uh, yeah, not on Instagram specifically, but TikTok, they nixed us on the day before Joe Biden's inauguration, January 19th. We had our TikTok of 150,000 deleted, not even a chance to get it back. And we've never regained, you know, to that status again. What was, it, yeah, was there any one piece of content that you could pinpoint or was it just in general? No, they just don't like us. They can't be triggered. So yeah. it was just without any warnings. We didn't even have any. I know they do like community guideline violations. We had none of that. <laughs> it was just immediately gone. I'm on TikTok account number three, I want to say, maybe four. I've lost track. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like for conservatives, it's almost like a medal every time they have to like make a new TikTok. Yeah. It's like, look at me. I have four going. I'm on round four. That is great. That is great. The Patriot Sisters. Now, you're on Instagram. Is that your big account now, the Patriot Sisters? Yeah, Instagram and Facebook, I'd say, are, are the two main platforms. All right, so go follow them, see what they're up to. Uh, one thing you also said in your bio, one thing when we were when we were planning for the show, you said that you guys are out to, um, to, to talk about or to debunk the lies the left tells Generation Z. And I know the lies that they're telling, you know, everybody else. They tell the African-American community lies. They tell the Latino community lies. They tell everybody lies. What specific lies do you see are the biggest problems or the biggest ones that Generation Z is falling for? I think that the whole so the left does really well of making everybody feel loved and inclusive yeah. and valued unless you're a conservative. Right. So I think <laughs> what they do is they are telling everybody that in order to be correct or be a good person, you mm-hmm. have to be you have to be accepted and you have to be loved. And that's actually not accurate. You know, Jesus only had 12 close friends. 
major leaders. I'm not saying I don't think Donald Trump has a bunch of good, hardcore, close friends. I'm sure he has very few that he can go to and he can trust. And you don't have to be loved and accepted by by the masses. You have to do what you're called to do, live in your field of favor and speak the truth and what you're convicted on. And we always tell people, don't be don't listen to the latest and greatest Instagram person. Don't even listen to us and everything we say face value. Like you have to have your own convictions, have a solid foundation for us. That's the Bible. Everything goes back to that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the next time a social justice movement arises, which news, it's going to come again. Elections yeah. are coming. So something's going to happen again. You're going to be swayed. And we can't be we can't be keep being swayed like this. So Gen Z needs to stop feeling like you have to be accepted by everyone because you actually don't. Now, you have, of course, very strong Christian ideals background. You've got very strong conservative ideals. You seem to have a backbone. You seem to have some courage, which is, you know, like you said, a lot of people, a lot of people are afraid to stand up. They're afraid to stand up to the media. They're afraid to stand up to what they believe is the majority, but really isn't. Where do you uh, where do you think you and your sister get all this from? Where do you get this this, um, you know, ease with with conflict? Because I imagine you get a lot of conflict from your generation. Oh, of course. So in 2020, we, when we launched the Patriot Sisters, two things happened that summer yeah. amongst many wonderful things, but two horrible things happened. One, we got kicked out of the church. You got kicked out of your fun. church? Yeah, we were in leadership at the uh, church we were at, and they basically said, you have to choose one or the other. And we said, well, we're choosing the Patriot Sisters in this season. So they asked us to step down and, and removed us. What yeah. was the reasoning? Why did they not? I mean, you weren't you weren't like... You weren't, you know, witches or anything. <laughs> saying, hey, go to the Bible when you vote. Like, pretty basic things. Yeah. But they felt like they did it. It was too controversial in oh. that season because we were very uh, vocal about BLM and amongst other things and COVID it. and just, you know, using your brain. And yeah. they said they basically didn't want the backlash potential. Um, I will give them credit. Hindsight, two years later, they're calling out everything I would say. So they've come full circle. Um, but there was that, that rough patch. Um, yeah. and, and we also got doxxed by Antifa. So we went through that at the, literally on the same day both of those events happened to what us. Did, what did Antifa do? Did they put your uh, your names and addresses and phone numbers and social security numbers and everything? Absolutely. Got all the phone calls, encrypted calls, um, addresses, calling our places of work, my family members, wow. extended family members. So basically they took a video uh, we had made, edited the crap out of it, um, made us look like not the best people. Yeah. And Put it on their Instagram, and the caption literally said, go get them. So all the little minions got us. They went and found us. Man, that is crazy. I'm a, I'll be honest, I'm a little jealous. I don't have that I don't have that feather in my cap yet, but... Uh, when you want it. We get enough calls as it is without Antifa on our back. That is that is fantastic. Now, I guess you've, you've resettled in some kind of new church, right? You're still doing your thing. The Patriot Sisters is growing. And you, uh, what, are you, what else are you up to? Are you going around the country now? Are you speaking to others? Are you continuing your content? What's your goal moving forward, especially well, with the midterms just a couple weeks away? Yeah, but what are we, like 47 days out yeah. from the number eight? So um, really the whole the kind of re- regrouping, it's just me now. So I've lost my co-partner. Oh. Um, we're all just different seasons of life. And yeah. so, but the goal is still the same, equipping people, speaking truth. A lot of the times um, when a news story breaks, the fake news portion of that story breaks first and people don't get the facts. So yeah. that's continued. I'm so doing speaking engagements. I absolutely love it. Uh, we did host a lot of flag drops during the 2020 elections, and I have no plans of stopping those anytime soon. You so hosted, gonna- what, what was it you hosted? I'm sorry. Flag drops. So basically, flag drops. In our city, yeah, 
promoting and, and getting people out to vote. So not going to stop those. Those are going to kick back up. Um, I'm not slowing down. That's great. As far as the election goes, um, as you said, 45, 47 days, whatever it is here in Florida, I feel pretty solid that we're going to be okay. I feel we have a very strong Republican contingent. I know it's grown over the years. There are other places in the country, though. Do you have a forecast in talking to young people? Because, again, you're in tune with these these uh, Gen Z voters. Is there going to be the red wave that we expect? Do you feel like there's still hesitancy? The abortion issue is big. The uh, The border issue is now coming back, thanks to our governor. But, um, you know, what is it that Gen Z is really, really concerned with? And what is it that's going to push them one way or the other when they go to cast their vote, do you think? I think especially, even for myself, being finally on my own, having my own place, what they people call adulting, I think the economy and the inflation is, I think, maybe even a bigger impact than abortion for a lot of people, just because we're feeling it in our pockets, and we don't know what it's like to have what we're calling normal, you know, pricing of, of, you know, products. Sure, yeah. So I think that's going to get people out, to, especially Gen Z, out to the voting booths. And we're happy, especially here in Florida. Like, nobody cares about Florida. The only thing people say about Florida is they're telling, I know in New York, they're telling their um, their voters, like, if you're going to, if you're not going to, if you're going to vote conservative, like, just move to Florida. Like, yeah. don't even, like, so please bring on all the conservatives. Like, and I think we're really happy here, especially in Florida, but across the country, as long as um, everything happens legally, I think we'll be in a, we'll be in a good spot. That's fantastic. Do you think Generation Z, because I know you mentioned, uh, you know, traditional marriage is a big thing. You hear that a lot at TPUSA. And it's uh, it's ironic to me because they call it traditional marriage, but it seems to be not the normal thing anymore. It's like, hey, let's bring back what's actually traditional, meaning it, it seems to have, have totally changed. Is that what do you think is one of the biggest problems? What do you think is one of the biggest issues that could be easily fixed? Is it what's happened with marriage? Is it the way people look at abortion and the and the you know disposability of of children? I mean, what it, what do you see? That's just such because people are so opinionated on both um, on both of those avenues and yeah. both of those topics. And I think at the core of the issue is you can't change somebody's mind whose mind doesn't want to be changed in the first place. Right. If they're not willing to even have a conversation, you can present them with all the facts, scientific or not, um, and they're not going they're not going to budge. I think the core of changing things for the conservative party and the Republican party because we do need help in this aspect long term is changing. And this sounds so like Christiany. And I kind of hate saying it, Um, but you have to change the heart of the person. If you can't change the heart, you're not going to change the vote. So I think we need to focus on heart change and we'll see it in the voting booths. I like how you use the word Christian-y. That sounds very... (laughs) It sounds so Christian. I'm going to tell that to my my, my priest. Uh, I'm like, oh, your sermon was really Christian-y today. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, and that's a good point because people, I think people forget. And, th- and I know that, you know, I hear this every Sunday is a don't just leave on Sunday and forget that you're a Christian. Live it every single day of your life. But I think with politics, it's the most important thing. Like you, you said at the very beginning of the interview, separation of church and state does, means keeping the state out of the church, not the other way around. And I've often said, well, you know, around Election Day, I want to go to church and hear the guy uh, who's standing at the, at the altar tell me. Not who to vote for, but, you know, who not to vote for. Tell me, as a Christian, this is what you need to keep in mind, because I tell people that all the time. I say, how do you go to this church and support somebody who supports abortion, for example? How do you go to this church and support somebody who, who you know, wants to take money out of your pocket and spend it on all these things which are against your religion? It's really kind of baffling to me. So I think you're onto something with the Christian-y uh, <laughs> aspect of, of, you know, people uh, and, and their ideals. 
I, I mean, there's what, 350 million Christians in this country. And so if every Christian actually went out to the voting booths, we would win. Every, we would win pretty much every election. If we voted based upon biblical values, yep. which mostly are conservative Republican values, there would be no issue. The reason I believe we're not, you know, winning and as frequently or consistently is the Christians don't come out and vote because the pastors are too afraid to say, hey, this is don't even you don't even have to tell me who to vote for. Just remind me what the Bible says. And hopefully I have a brain enough to, to put the two to two together and who I should and should not vote for. I think what we're starting to see is that Donald Trump, first of all, made it OK to be conservative, made it OK mm-hmm. to be vocal. Uh, some people wish he wasn't as vocal as he was, but it's something that the conservatives have realized has been a weapon used against them. Christians have been, you know, the vocal opposition has has used it as a you know they've used that 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 vocalness as a weapon against Christians and conservatives and everyone else. I think now finally we're starting to realize, hey, we can fight. But you know, it's a sword fight. So if you're going to vocally attack us, we're going to come back and vocally support ourselves and each other. And I think you're right; that is important. And that's why accounts like yours are great, and uh, and messages like yours are great. Um, as far as Turning Point USA goes, have you seen growth from that first? That first one that you ducked out of, have you seen that there, you know, maybe more people or more, you know, bigger names? I mean, it seems like it's it's a movement with Generation Z that I I didn't see coming. You know what? From the first time in 2018 to this past uh, July, it has it baffles me how many people are there like and people and young kids and young adults aren't just showing up in the droves and it's multiplying every single year they're just they're not just curious about the conservative and you know biblical values in that movement they're hardcore passionate like i don't want to step in i want to get out of the way and like let them do what they do because they're a hardcore they don't give a crap about somebody who disagrees with them like they're gonna go and we need more bulldozers i think a lot of conservatives and republicans we do a really good job at playing uh defense and that's gotten us into a lot of trouble Uh, but i think we're starting to switch the 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 tide a little bit and we're going to be on offense a little bit more because gen sears We've got some spunk in us. And there's a lot of you guys, too. There's way more Gen Zers, I think, than even Generation Xers now. And I think, you know what I think it is? I think you always want to rebel against your parents. So I think what happened, and there's way too many liberal Gen Xers out there. And now their kids are like, forget that. We want to be Christian conservatives. Take that, mom and dad. But, uh, yeah. And so they, they become these Christian-y bulldozers that you think we need a lot more of. Well, that, listen, that's fantastic. The Patriot. So you're going to keep the Patriot sisters, even though it's one of you now? Or are you going to become the Patriot sister or... We're keeping sisters. Um, I might throw in my other sister in for a couple videos here and there because there are three of us total. Um, But no, it's still sisters. That's fantastic. And that's on Facebook and that's on Instagram. And do you still sell stuff? We do, yes. The org slash shop, and you can grab some of our merch there. Fantastic. Listen, I hope to see you at the next TPUSA event. Uh, You know, best of luck with your, with whichever sister. You decide to create, to create content with, and uh, you know, and thanks again for being out there and and fighting against the lies that the left is telling Gen Z and everything else that you're doing. I think it's awesome. No, I appreciate it, Mark. Thank you for what you do as well. We need all generations coming together. Not one of us is going to save the country, so we're all in it together. Yeah, but yeah, that's exactly right. Only together can we truly save the republic. I feel like Hillary Clinton. Doesn't she say that we're better together or something? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, now that you said that, we, now we need a new catchphrase. <laughs> Everyone did. <laughs> we'll come up with something.